podcast and steven has a concerned look on his face what is he concerned about i don't know yeah, because it looks fine to me <laughs> <laughs> and uh i don't remember where i was but i think i'm about to say that my name is will yeah and i have already been introduced as steven, uh, yes so. steven um so today we're talking about a sergio leone movie from 1966 it is called uh, the good the bad and the ugly <laughs> it's a movie that you've heard of if you haven't seen it yeah yeah definitely a big important one and i watching it i think there were parts of it i've seen before so okay well it's so, yeah it's very popular i've i've certainly seen parts of it i don't know that i ever saw the whole thing but long ago and far away it's all right there, there were little parts where i go oh this <laughs> okay yeah, maybe you saw it on TV or something. Yeah, probably something like that. But so yeah, this is uh, we saw the first two. Now this is the third one. Um, I don't know that they're actually a trilogy, but they're certainly three Clint Eastwood movies. Right. They're generally grouped as a trilogy. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say they're not the same character, but. I don't know why you would. But. Yeah, and well, I mean, and I don't even know why it matters if it is the same character <laughs> or if it isn't the same. Like, a, you know, right. they're just could, three movies that are similarly, you know, right featuring the same guy. Well, he does always have that poncho. He does. He does. He has it at the end there. I don't know if he has it throughout the whole movie. He probably yeah, I does. I don't know. Yeah, I think if... Uh, he certainly loses it once they dress up as Confederates, if he had it beforehand. Yes, yes. But he had it in his back pocket. I think he had kind of like a trench coat <laughs> then. Yeah. Because I remember him going through the desert, and he like has that coat that he takes off, because he's right, too right. hot with it. And, That's right. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? Your shirt's black under that. You're going to be like <laughs> just soaking up the sun with that. Like, Take that shirt off and put the coat on instead. What yeah. are you doing? But he, he sort of got a name. He does sort of have a name. It's it's not a real name, but it's no. uh, he's got a nickname now. I think he had a nickname in the other two Did as he? well. I think at least in the second one somebody calls him something hmm. and it's not like a real name. It's just you know whatever the fuck it was. I don't remember. But yeah. uh, he definitely had, you know, they're calling him Blondie all the time in this one. Right. Is clearly not a name, but right, right. close enough. It's <laughs> funny because it doesn't seem all that blonde to me, but no. But in comparison to to, to the other the other people, people yeah. he's you know blonde enough, blonde enough for a nickname, <laughs> just to you know fuck with him. So, do you think this is one of the greatest movies ever made? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about greatest ever made. Yeah. I mean, it's 
It's certainly good. It's certainly good. Yeah. Would you call it bad and ugly also? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely got some ugly shit going on in it, so yeah. the ugly certainly works. <laughs> I don't know if there's a lot of bad in it. No, I don't think there's any bad. I think it's all good. It's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, I just, I say it's, you know, I ask you, is it the greatest ever? Because a lot of people regard this as, as not just one of the best westerns, but as one of the best movies ever. And I I don't know what's the best movie. Who knows? It's all yeah. up to certain people. But uh, Yeah, when, once you say, like, best movie ever, then it's just like, oh, God, where do I even start to, right. to narrow that down to find it, you know? <laughs> it's, it's very good, certainly. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Had you heard that it was regarded at that level before? I think so. I think that's that's not a surprise to me. I've, okay. I, I I think I've heard that just of the whole trilogy here that the, these are like oh, okay. the westerns to end all westerns. And these are certainly the spaghetti westerns. Yeah. And most people see these and then they don't go any further than this in terms of spaghetti westerns but in terms of american westerns i mean there's certainly like a lot of really great ones that would mm. be in the conversation of greatest westerns mm. but i don't know because you haven't seen those so it's weird right it's weird to me how like <laughs> oh you're seeing these first <laughs> like it's so intriguing there's like, like true grit's a big one i know but. true grit is a very I love that fucking movie. I've seen it probably more than any other Western because my dad was obsessed with that movie. Mm. Um, but, like, I don't know that that would be... I don't know. I don't know that that would be, like, regarded at that same level. Okay. I love it. John Wayne won an Oscar for it. But as most Oscar wins are <laughs> it's for shit he did in the past that he didn't win for and they're like oh god he's he might be dying <laughs> we better vote him in for this one we don't know if he's got another one in him <laughs> at least that is the perception but he is very good in that movie and uh, I also like the sequel Rooster Cogburn which is his character name um, but yeah there's a lot of I mean it just in terms of John Wayne fucking stagecoach and red river and fucking the searchers searchers is a fucking movie Oof. Uh, but yeah lots of good westerns um but uh i don't know how did how, how did you like it <laughs> <laughs> it it was fun and weird and kind of like i loved the opening credits, like as soon as those started rolling, it was just kind of, just with the the weird color washes. And yes, yes. So that was, like, just when that started up, I'm like, ah, this is some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have like that, the intro, and the, like the Tuco busts out the window and just pauses, just like right. the ugly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, and I was like, oh shit, it's gonna do it for the other two. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And so that, that was just this great setup. So I, I loved that. But yeah, I was kind of uh, surprised the uh, the Van Cleef character was uh, kind of the the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, because he's not really like a bad guy in the second movie. He's like, no, he's not. He's much more of a kind of a 
maybe not a good guy, but like nobody really is per se. And right. Like he's he was as much of a good guy as anybody in that movie. Yeah, he's yeah. like an kind of an equal to to Clint Eastwood. Right. Right. And he has that like personal vendetta that he's going after, but he's not a bad guy certainly. Right. And so it was kind of weird to see him kind of suddenly be the guy who's just like beating the crap out of this woman to get info out of her (laughs) yes he's the bad guy i was like oh okay but it was also kind of funny because clint eastwood's character is also not really a good guy at all no (laughs) no he's not he's totally just like manipulating the lawn just like busting people out of jail just to get money on him again yeah i mean he's about as good as he is in the other movies where it's kind of morally ambiguous right but uh he does things that like you know the other guys wouldn't do like specifically towards the end right when he stops with that dude that's dying yeah and that's that's when he gets the poncho yeah it was like he took off his coat there, and then it's like, oh, and then he like you don't even really see it. You just kind of see him pick up a piece. All you can really tell is it's a piece of fabric. But like, yeah. as soon as he did, it, I'm like, oh, that's the poncho, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, he got his poncho. He's gonna start <laughs> kicking ass now. <laughs> yeah. So like he's in in the world of the old west where everybody's kind of out for themselves, or at least these kind of gunfighter dudes. Men of violence, you know, like right. he's a he has a little bit more of a good streak than the other ones, yeah. So that's why he's the good guy. He's also the the obviously white male, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyes, sort of right, you right. Know, traditional hero. So you know, he's got to be the good guy, you know, <laughs> sort of a mentality to it. Yeah. Oh, there was that one, uh, like, it kind of, like, addresses weird shit like that, too, from time to time. Like, yeah. Or, like, when, uh, I think there was a point where they're trying to hang Tuco, and they're, like, li- listing off his crimes, and it's, like, you're raping a white woman. Right, And yes. then the woman in the audience is like, <gasps> like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> no, yeah, they specifically, I mean, at those times, too, I mean, that's the, yeah. the way it, you know. Was everything was very racial, right? Right. Yeah, and like Tuco is supposed to be a Mexican dude, but it's he's just a white guy <laughs> playing a Mexican guy. <laughs> right. he, he does it very well, but I mean, he never really plays up the. He's not like doing some shoddy accent or anything like that, but he is supposed to be a Mexican guy. Yeah. Yeah, it was a. Uh fun crazy weird just dynamic of constantly like shifting yeah who's in charge kind of in the The power struggles yeah i like it because like the first two um are a little bit like the first two are the first one especially is like you know like kind of plot based here's this thing that's happening here's that thing and it is the character that's manipulating the sides against each other and then yeah, yeah but like this one it just seems like you're kind of along for the ride and there's a story but it's not really a story it's just like this adventure that they're kind of on like 
you know, right. like you meet the characters and they're doing this this sort of thing where you know they're gonna hang Tuco, and then Clint Eastwood shoots him down and they ride off and they split the money. And like that's just this thing that ha- it's not like the story. And then eventually, you know, they kind of get pulled into this other the Civil War gold that you yeah learn about through that other thing but it's just sort of happens like i don't i don't know how to describe it but it's it's like a story that's not a story it's just a sort of adventure yeah i was thinking of it and like while i was watching it like this could have it, it feels in some ways that i can't really pin down like kind of like a series like uh yeah like it's not just a singular here's this one thing that it's about. Right, okay. Like, it could be a big, longer series. Like, we have an anime series that spans multiple episodes and, yeah, and has little arcs yeah. here and there within it. Like, it, yeah. it could have been divvied up that way if you'd wanted to do it. That's funny, because I was, I, when I was watching the movie, and I was, I was, as I often do, I'm thinking about you being bored, perhaps. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, well... It's not that much different from a series, though, just played at once. <laughs> right, where you have right. episodes, and I don't think that it ever really gets boring to me, but, you know, who knows? So, yeah. So that's funny that you, you had the same sort of an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it just felt like I wasn't in, like, a movie. I was in a TV series that was just kind of going on. Yeah. And and I was also thinking of it in relation to uh, somebody that I always bring up, even though I don't like to. But uh, it, this is basically Tarantino's, like, oh, yeah. almost like his number one movie, if not his number one. He fucking loves this movie. And I haven't seen this movie since fucking, like, the year 2001 or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a long-ass time since mm-hmm. I've seen it. And so watching it this time understanding because the last time i saw it tarantino only had like three movies okay and so his newer movies especially like bastards and django are kind of structured like this movie Mm. and it just kind of makes sense i'm like oh yeah okay this totally makes sense this is why he loves this movie because (laughs) it's it's basically you know, like his style that it's throwing characters into this sort yeah, of yeah. adventure where they they are doing things and then halfway through the movie they meet a new character that's just like this totally realized character, like specifically in the part where they meet that Civil War captain, yeah, that yeah. drunk dude. Yeah. And it's just like, man, this is just like, you know, something in a Tarantino movie and it's like yeah, oh this totally okay. makes sense why he loves this movie yeah it's like his I whole thing that. yeah yeah I like that uh the other commander of the that has the injured leg and yeah the, the yeah. dude like looking through the spyglass and yeah, stuff yeah yeah like that whole scene too yeah like you only see him like that little scene but he still is like this fully realized sort of idea where you like oh you know this guy and right right you get a sense of his morals and Right, kind of like, and that guy who uh, uh, beats the shit out of Tuco in the when they when they're interrogating him and stuff yeah. like that guy too. He's like he's not in there much, but he's 
but yeah, you still get a good sense of who he is, right? And what he's doing, and and you can you can tell like he's got like this one eye that's all kind of fucked up, yeah. And, like it's like like he's got this whole story. You just, yeah, you whole know backstory. this guy's got a story, right? <laughs> like, even right. if you're not seeing it directly, yeah. <clears throat> and that incidentally, I think that is. The, that was the part where I was like, oh, should I have seen this before? Was that scene where they That torture scene? Yeah, they're throwing Tuco around. Yeah, that's a very uh, sort of infamous scene. Um, why? I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it's it's very... I mean, for the time, it's violent. I know that that they cut the uh, that eye gouging. It was more violent in the Italian version. Mm. And so that was edited. And so maybe... Yeah, you know... I think I might like when I saw that eye gouging thing. Yeah, I kind of thought it was longer when I was rem- like I thought I'd so maybe I had seen uh, an edit of it that had yeah. that longer Perhaps. eye gouging in there because that because I was kind of surprised when it ended right away. I was like, oh, I thought that went on longer. Like I, I yeah. remember that being a more vivid like <laughs> moment in, than this. <laughs> right, <clears throat> I've seen in horror movies they have like act where their fucking eyes pop and shit oh. and so i you know it started here and i yeah, was yeah. like oh god here we go <laughs> and then it just stops because it's been so long i don't remember what happens or what doesn't happen and and yeah, yeah i mean this is italians they they don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll pop an eyeball so yeah i was i was worried but you know they cut away I don't, i'll have to look at the italian version um, the version that we watched, the the 162 minute version, that's the one you watched, right? Yeah, yeah. Theatrical. It's, uh, it's supposed to be the theatrical version, but I actually looked into it, and it's it's kind of a weird composite hmm. version, and uh, people are mad about this Blu-ray because it was advertised as being the original theatrical cut that hasn't seen the light of day since um i think the fucking laser disc is the last time oh, where the actual okay. theatrical cut has been available and so it was kind of a big deal and then when it came out it was this sort of composite edit based on some other dvd mm. that's it's essentially the theatrical cut but there's a lot of little details of things that are cut okay either to show things that weren't in the original cut or to remove things and it's essentially the same fucking movie but just little minor differences and then Mm. but uh on its original release in the u.s it was edited by i think 13 or 14 minutes and so um i've actually never seen the italian version so i don't know exactly (laughs) (laughs) what that is or how it it really makes the movie better or worse or whatever but even that version is not available even even the the other cut that's on this blu-ray that's supposed to be the the extended cut or whatever it's essentially the italian cut but there's another scene in it that leone cut after the the first premiere Hmm. (laughs) and so now it's in the movie even though it's it was cut by him, so 
whatever. So, so right. <laughs> the, the the cuts of the movie available. There's not anything that's just his cut, unfortunately. Hmm. But uh, the Italian cut that we did not watch is uh, essentially the closest thing to that. Yeah. But. It plays, I think it plays fine as it is, not yeah, having seen was, the other one. <laughs> yeah, and there, there was, there's a couple of parts where it's just, actually I think it's like the, right at the beginning and right at the ending, where they're just sitting there staring at each other for like forever. Yeah. And I've kind of been debating with myself since watching it, like, uh, would would it have been better to make those a little shorter? And I don't know that it would, because it's like, I don't know, that that build of the tension there is kind of... The end when they're all standing in the circle? Yeah, there's that scene. There's also a scene where, um, where Lee Van Cleef walks into the house, and they're like, nobody's talking. Yes. There's that scene where it's just like, he just sits there staring at the guy across the table. <laughs> yes. There's, there's that scene too, does the, the same kind of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that one too, because I think the whole, because it introduces you with Tuco, and I don't think anybody says a single word in that whole part. They don't. They just bust in, you hear some gunshots, and he busts out. And, right. And then it cuts to Lee Van Cleef, and they're still like, so there's just been no words this whole time right. up until then. And so it's this kind of weird, tension-y moment where you're like, why aren't they saying anything? Like, there's no words. What's going on? Yeah. I, I, kinda, I mean, I think it's... Yeah, I think I was kind of around to, like, in, in the moment, I was like, okay, let's get on with it. Yeah. But I think looking back on it, kind of in retrospect i think the payoff kind of it like it works for what it's doing i think it yeah definitely like in the moment i was just kind of like okay what, what are you guys doing just just do something right <laughs> like but i think kind well of that... i would say also you were probably foreseeing a three-hour <laughs> you know crawl through people just staring at each other too yeah i mean yeah. that's right at the beginning yeah in that one especially but then they like the guy just starts talking and it kind of it just kind of fits that yeah because it's like that tension that it's built up in you as the audience of like say something is like that guy is feeling it too and yes. so he he can't keep quiet this whole thing like he just has to burst out and say something <laughs> so it kind of it works because it like it puts you into that same uh emotional state that he was in in that moment of yeah because you don't know what this dude's gonna do he just you know just walks in and stands in that doorway and you're just like what the fuck is going on <laughs> right yeah no i think if you cut all that i mean yeah, if you if you just cut from like, like even just not even removing actions, but just tightening it down. Oh, tightening it. Yeah, I don't know. The rhythm of it is for is. Yeah, is, yeah. Because I don't necessarily want those actions gone, but just like instead of just lingering, if they had just shut, just closed the timing on it. But yeah, I don't I, think I think, so. that, I think yeah. that it would have just just like in the moment. That's kind of what I wanted. Yeah. But then, like when it finally. Right. Uh, burst out it kind of it just made sense and was like oh shit yeah that that really does need that longer build to to operate yeah i think so for sure yeah the the 
those that shit is just fantastic. Yeah, I love <laughs> that shit. That's like my favorite shit about Leone movies. And that's probably why I love uh uh Inglorious Bastards so much because he he uses that style of of uh editing and like mm. there's obviously more talking but <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but, i can kind of see like there's that scene where the jews are hiding under the yes the floorboards the, or whatever and that the, opening the, scene yeah. yeah 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 that does kind of have a similar kind of a, a setup to it yeah. right and uh yeah it's it's similar sort of tension where you know right. that he's there for that reason but it's not he's just like talking around there. yeah, it. yeah. It's, it's just so you don't really know where it's going you don't know that he knows they're there you're kind of like, right oh does, does, did he figure it out are they are they going to be safe are they, they're still hidden <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and like i mean you could make an argument that the end you could cut it down I am not going to make that argument because <laughs> I think it's fantastic. But. Yeah, that that one I'm maybe a little more on the fence on, but yeah. even that one I think it kind of it pays off and it works. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what to... It's so good. I just I don't know, man, because you got the yeah, it's just a... the the editing is like quickening. It's just uh, it's so fucking <laughs> full of tension and suspense and just motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Like it's just so fucking good. I don't even know what to say about it. It's just so good. It's so it. I mean, it's very much like um, unique. It's his style. It's Leone, and so like, okay, yeah, yeah. Before these movies, I mean, there's movies with tension, obviously, but like, I don't know of anything that's that's like these movies before these movies, and then after <laughs> these, there's things like this because they're ripping him off. Yeah, and so it's such a vision, and like, just just the the. There's a lot of really wide, you know, it's widescreen, but there's a lot of, like, wide vistas of mountains and people, and, you know, it's a big, you see a big scape, and then there's a lot of those, and then there's a lot of real tight close-up on greasy, like, <laughs> dirty-ass faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> just bridging that gap between like because that scene is it's all about their faces and also showing the wideness of the whole the whole thing yeah thing and just i don't know it's so good (laughs) it's just it's so fucking good yeah it was a it's kind of weird it's just me not like me wanting to have these faster paced yeah kind of things and i'm thrown into this one and i'm just kind of like oh what, what am i doing here like what's going on in my head <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just kind of a not what i'm used to yeah well so. it's interesting too because you haven't seen like a lot of movies from the time that this was made like 60s yeah, or 50s yeah, pretty, or yeah. you know any of that stuff so pretty sparse on my old film right and so just in general movies from older times are low are slower paced right right than 
newer movies, I mean, modern movies are just like, they're fucking nuts. <laughs> right. Like the new, the new Star Wars movie came out, and I haven't seen it, but apparently it's just like people running like the whole movie it's just running and like yelling plot to people and just fast cutting like people have compared it to it's fast and the furious star wars <laughs> like holy shit and it's just in and that was part of my problem with when i first saw force awakens mm. was um george lucas is very very much influenced by obviously samurai movies for those movies and, and right. based it's in part on Hidden Fortress, the Kurosawa movie. But like he is he made that in the seventies being a fan of movies from before then, right? So yeah, it's like yeah. his reference point, he's trying to make like a serial like the thirties. So he's, right. it's very much influenced by classic movies. And so when I saw the new one and it was fast and it wasn't the same kind of rhythm, cause the prequels have the same rhythm as the old ones. They're, they're still influenced by classic movies. And so when I saw that force awakens, I was like, this is the first star Wars that's not influenced directly from old style movies. And it has a different pace and I don't like this. <laughs> this is wrong. Like, this is not yeah. Star Wars to me. And so I, I, if you don't, you know, because you don't have that, I'm trying to, to broaden that for you. Yeah, yeah. By showing you these old yeah, things. Star Wars might be my big touchstone to right. that, to that kind of pacing. I feel like a lot of people, you know, that's probably one of those movies that, you know, that's, that's an old movie that people have seen, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you don't necessarily think about the the slowness of Star Wars, but if you yeah. if you put it up against right, you know, even directly like the new Star Wars compared to the old Star Wars, I mean, the pace is, is just re relentless on those new movies. Yeah, I I uh, not to get too deep into Star Wars, but the one of the things that I another thing I didn't like about Force Awakens is that. It's John Williams. It's the score. He's awesome. He's fucking John Williams. That does not need to be proved. But one of my favorite things in movies, but specifically Star Wars and Good, Bad, and the Ugly, does that as well, where it allows the music to swell and to sort of not guide your emotions, but sort of echo your emotions. Like the, you're feeling this tension yeah. in the, <clears throat> the final gun fight. And you know, you know that like, Oh fuck, the shit's going down and the music is fucking just blasting. And it's yeah, so yeah. fucking epic. The music is very oh, intense. And in it's this, so yeah. good. <laughs> so fucking good. And the same thing happens in star Wars where like Luke looks out at the vista of the multiple moons of Tatooine. And the music is just like fit, filled with all this like hope and promise for his future and he's just like fuck man I, I i got these droids i'm gonna go somewhere you know i'm not gonna be stuck here on this planet and you right. have these moments to just think about like fuck this is dope <laughs> and there's not any of those in the new the, it specifically force awakens there's, there's just none yeah, of that yeah and if you listen to the score of force awakens just the cd <laughs> 
because I buy uh, I bought it because it's like oh it's John Williams of Star Wars I love this it's like a fucking constant action movie dun 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 dun, dun, dun. I mean it's like it's nuts and that's the whole CD <laughs> and it's just like yeah because that's the pace of this fucking movie it's just it, it bugs me <laughs> it's under my skin because it's like that's you know two of my of my real touchstones to, to Star Wars is the the music and those moments of of allowing the music to overcome yeah you know yeah. and uh the pacing of of the classic movies so it's a shame it's a yeah. real shame but uh yeah and so yeah good bad and the ugly definitely does not have any no, sort no. of urgency to its plot no or its <laughs> pacing <just> they <laughs> are very much going through these episodes and it's it's fun. I don't think that if it was just an hour and a half of them just like blasting through, like who's this guy? We got to find Bill Carson. We got to you know, you know. I think it would be less than yeah I, the total adventure. Yeah, because it's like they are looking for this and they're they're hunting it down, but at the same time, it's like as much as it is what they're constantly trying to do, it doesn't feel like the focus of the movie. No. It's it's like kind of just, that's what they're doing, but there's all this other emphasis. Right. So and so, like, what is, then what is the movie then, you know? like Yeah. And like, that's kind of funny, because that's kind of what I was, like, trying to figure out, because there's a lot of Civil War stuff going on in here yes, and the previous movies doesn't even mention it no it doesn't and so i i have a feel like and it's it's doing it for a reason like there's it's trying to say something yes and i think I, a I, lot of it was just kind of going over my head on that but yeah i would agree that there's deeper readings to just like oh there's some dudes and they got caught up in some shit yeah because it's constantly going into the civil war and what that is doing to people and it's constantly got people who are like amputees all over the place and yeah, yeah injured like everybody is just fucked up by this war right and so it's kind of weird yeah it's a uh... one and and the just the, the fact of the civil war where it's it's the same country like fighting each other so yeah yeah there's other than gray and blue suits you know whatever you're wearing like the people are the same i mean in, in general i mean humans are humans but specifically like these are the same countrymen and they just happen to be wearing different clothes or you know be born yeah. on different sides of this line and yeah there's a lot of flopping like flip-flopping of of people in the movie uh, not not so much lee van cleef he's always a, a bad guy but like the power of of between blonde, yeah, yeah. blondie and tuco is and always maybe, like shifting maybe that's kind of what it is is this, this representation of uh just what a person is and of of those conflicting desires to be good or to be bad yeah or yeah to just be this selfish greedy asshole or right to indulge in whatever your worst tendencies are yeah and to that power struggle of going back and forth between uh, all of that being both good and bad and ugly at the same time <laughs> right 
Yeah, it's hard to say. I don't have any sort of, you know, understanding of it at that level, but yeah, I know it's, that it's, it's... it. It feels like there's more in there than what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. And that there's... It, it, it was one of those movies that made me think, like, oh, I should, like, look this up on Wikipedia and see, like, some... <laughs> no, you should watch it again and, like... See what's going on with this. Dive in for yourself more, yeah. Because <clears throat> yeah, I think, the... like, there's there's definitely something to be gleaned from the fact that they end up at the camp where they're... Like, they need to get across a river, so there's this bridge, strategic strategic bridge right and, and like they're both fighting over it and the fact that they blow it up <laughs> and then the the fucking armies just leave <laughs> right I, I feel like that's pretty significant yeah it's it's that scene was where it was really like hitting me like what are they trying to talk about here with the civil war stuff because it's like this didn't need to be in the movie if it was just a let's find the gold movie. Right. Like that scene, that, that whole arc is meaningless to the quest for finding the buried treasure, basically. Like it's it's just a road bump. It is a road bump. In terms of the plot. Yes. But in terms of like, I, I like this, that's clearly not what it's, it's not just a road bump in no, the, in the story and yeah. the, the, what the movie is trying to do. It right. clearly wants more out out of that than just being one more little fun adventure. <laughs> right. It's definitely more than that, and and it is a fun <laughs> adventure right. unto itself. I mean, you get that fantastic explosion. <laughs> um. But yeah, like yeah, how Tuco just like dives in his ass, just right. sticking out, like, <laughs> and then he just sleeps that way right. all freaking night. And then he night. just sleeps like that, like it's <laughs> <laughs> <is> fucking wild. <laughs> There's a lot of humor too, right? <laughs> Shit like that. <clears throat> but yeah, what are they saying? I don't know. Yeah, I was I was trying to figure out what was going on there. Something. Something's going on there. Yeah, I mean they're de- they're on both sides of. Yeah, know. there's there's definitely a parallel to it where you see that captain die in the stretcher with all that, and then they cross the bridge, and there's this Confederate soldier who's also just laying there dying, and kind of in that same thing. Right. You see these amputees and like even in the torture scene where it's like there's that commander who's like oh, i don't care what they're doing at andersonville they're like whatever but then there's this torture going on here too and yeah yeah so it's like all sides of it are equally fucked up kind of right yeah and there's the whole bridge itself being like oh we're fighting over this bridge and they just blow it up, and it's meaningless, ultimately. Like, it's ultimately this struggle, and all these people dying over fucking nothing. Over nothing, yeah. And and that, too, is kind of what the quest for the gold is. That's what my conclusion was at watching the movie, was just that, oh, like, this is their whole quest to find this gold stash is, is as meaningless as the this war over this bridge that's none right where they're all just fighting and killing each other and what are they getting out of it they're just just blowing up more shit nothing nothing useful happening from it right there's no actual growth or anything they're just 
killing, you know, these people are just dying for nothing, losing fucking arms and shit, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the the Clint Eastwood character I just said is like I've never seen this big of a waste of men. <laughs> like yeah. like so I don't know. And like those characters, those gunfighter characters are are you know they kill people <laughs> right <laughs> they've killed people you know if you if you are of the the mind that this is the same character he's killed a lot of people <laughs> yeah <laughs> throughout the course of these other adventures he had in the other movies and he's just like you know so so it's not just like a regular dude being taken aback it's like a yeah. dude that kills people. <laughs> right, right. Like, he's he wipes out whole groups Jesus. of people and doesn't really give a crap. And... Yeah. Yeah, no, there's certainly things that you could, uh, you know, symbolic things you could come out with. I am not going to be that person. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Because, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to it's see just it like there's, times. there's... I can like I don't know much beyond what I've just said. Just that like it, it feels like there's more in there than yeah, for sure. I think there is. Oh, fun uh, irony of it is uh, the scene where Tuco's in the bath and he just he shoots the guy and it's like you gotta shoot, just shoot, don't talk. <laughs> 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 then, but then it's like. Like we were just talking about the pacing of the movie where everybody just kind of sits there and stares at each other and not shooting each yes. other. It's like... <laughs> yes. There is a lot of that as well, yeah. Yeah, so it's just kind of funny that... Uh, it's kind of like, oh, you just, just shoot somebody. What are you waiting for? <laughs> right. It's like, I don't know. What are you guys waiting for? You just <laughs> spend like five minutes there just staring at each other before you have a shootout. Well, and the... At the end, that shootout, I feel like there's some sort of toying with time in terms of, mm. like, Leone is extending the seconds right, right. sort of a thing where I don't know that that's how long they all stared at each other. Right, right. Like <laughs> but it's... that's how long it felt as they were staring <laughs> at each other, you know, like, because... Yeah. Just time stretches out. So I don't know that that's actually supposed to represent, you know, like them standing there for that long. It's the, you know, it's the power of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> you can fuck with time. Yep. I love the uh the scene right before that when Tuga finds the cemetery. Yeah. Oh, looking. yeah, yeah. And there's just spinning around yeah. and that whole thing. Yeah. And that reveal just, of the cemetery was really good. Yeah. It's very, that, where that it's whole, like the only thing you see is just graves yeah. for like the whole fucking horizon. It's so it's good. Like, oh, shit. It's such a nice shot. Mm -hmm. Many shots, actually, that are very, you know, very nice. But yeah, the spinning of that with his—it's you know echoing his fucking lust, and he's all crazy. He's like, "Oh, gotta find this fucking gold." And yeah, it's so good. I really like the shots when when the background is spinning as he's running. So like, the background is completely blurred. Right. But he's running and he's not blurred. <clears throat> Those are really cool. 
I don't know how they did that, but it's fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> Movie magic. Yeah. But also just the the sh- the random shots of just the background, you know, just spinning the spinning camera. I like that as well. Yeah. Whirling around like yeah. where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's so good. It just echoes how he feels at that moment really well. Yeah, I did kind of. I had kind of figured it out, but I'm not sure how much of that was because I've seen at least parts of this movie before. Like when they yeah when they go to the grave and oh, you figured out that it was not that grave. Yeah, and that it was the unknown grave. Yeah, okay. as, as soon as that shot came in, I'm like, oh, unknown grave. <laughs> Yeah. And like again like I don't know if I just remembered that from having seen it before or if that was some kind of uh insight or whatever. But Yeah. Well this is also one of the most influential uh westerns out there. Yeah, so, so it may have been referenced. Yeah, um, you may have seen a, a, yeah. a similar thing. I don't know that this is the first movie to ever do that little switcheroo, but right. It just it just <laughs> seemed like I just I was like, oh, that's got to be what it is. It's gonna, and it just uh, logically seemed to make sense that yeah. I was like, oh well, he's not gonna just tell him the name of the grave. So yeah, at, as soon as he told him that, I was like, okay, I that's probably not the right name. And then it goes to the graveyard and you see that grave. I'm like, oh, that actually exists. So it's got to be the one next to it because he wouldn't have given him the right one. <laughs> right. So it had to have been like the reference point. Uh, that... <laughs> that's smart. <clears throat> See, I've seen this movie before and I was just like, okay, I know that that's not the right grave. <laughs> but which one is it? Because <laughs> it, it was like, oh, that's the he he knew that name. How would he have known that name? The, the, would it have just yeah. been random blind luck that he pulled a name out of, a, out of a hat and it happened to be in the graveyard? Like, probably not. <laughs> yeah, and it's a very, uh, it's kind of a specific name. It's not like Tom Jones or something. Yeah, so it was like, okay, it's got to be, that had to have been actual knowledge. Yeah. But he wouldn't have said it if it were the right thing, so it had to just be a directional point to yeah. refer to from somewhere else and that's yeah fucking a man <laughs> like i don't know i was just thinking about it just you got it I, yeah like logic bounced off of it and it just, yeah no that makes sense yeah but make prior feel- to then i was a little like before he, you even get to that point actually right from the very moment when tuco comes back and the the eye patch dude is dead bill carson or, yeah and Tuco's all pissed off, and I'm like, oh, what if Clint Eastwood just doesn't even know, and he's just using this to, yeah. what if he didn't hear anything from the dead guy, and he just got there and he was already dead, and he's just like, well, I can leverage this lack of knowledge yes, for yes. my advantage. So that was kind of a balancing act through the movie. I'm like, oh, does he even know? Is he just stringing him along just to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be interesting, too. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> Get digging. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I always kind of am surprised that you like these sort of stretched out movies, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of not surprised because it's so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's dope. Yeah, this one was a little weird. Like, I, I liked it. There were, there were moments where I was just kind of thinking, okay, let's get on with it. But I think they were, in the end, kind of justified in yeah the time they took to do it 
do you think watching it again knowing the result you would be a little more patient with the maybe the build maybe certainly in that opening scene yeah and i think the the ending scene too it kind of i don't know that it really would have been better if it were shorter it just seemed like it took forever but i, I don't know man yeah, it's just what it needed to be i don't know <laughs> yeah I'm, i i think it's i think it's perfect i don't know like because at the end of it i was kind of just like in my head kind of like trying to play it back as a shorter version like if i had edited it oh down. yeah like i'm like i don't know that that would play as well i don't know it just doesn't feel right <laughs> yeah i think it has to be kind of long yeah to work because it's at the end of this long journey to get all three of these guys here you've seen all of these adventures you haven't seen even all of them because there's like part like the, the beginning part where league van cleef comes into the knowledge like okay this is bill carson and he's with the, the, the this unit or whatever and then he's gone for a long time yeah like that comes back and you like think he's going to be an actual character or something and now he's just there <laughs> right but like that him to getting to where he's like in the army <laughs> like he's part of this unit yeah how, who knows how that happened. right like, and it so like even address yeah that. so it's a big long journey that he had and who knows what he had to go through right or whatever how he got there who he killed or whatever <laughs> but i love that reveal that he's there where where they're like bill carson and he fucking he says it's me or whatever and then you just see lee van cleef fucking third around (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it yeah it's like there's i I have to say i kind of expected him to be there once they started once they started shouting bill carson i was like oh shit they're connecting it finally they're Um, finally connecting it (laughs) uh, like somebody's gonna hear this bill i didn't know he was like right there in the camp but it was like oh he's shouting this name This is going to have, co- like, this is where it's connecting. This is where yeah. something's going to attach. Yeah. And so Levi goes, oh, there he is. Yeah, that makes <laughs> he's sense. right there. Okay, he's in the camp. All right. <laughs> that makes sense. I guess I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't piece shit together, I guess. <laughs> I, guess I just I'm... look at it too structurally. I yeah. Guess. Like, I look at it as a story i look at it like what is this doing for the story why is this in the story every piece is there for a reason he wouldn't have filmed this if there if he didn't have a purpose for it (laughs) right right and what is that purpose and how well (laughs) does that add to the structure of the film and right right. the story itself so i'm I'm always looking at things that way (laughs) right ah but it's just such a good like oh shit moment (laughs) i don't know i love it because like yeah. the the part in uh for a few dollars more at the end when like when clint eastwood like busts out the watch too to oh, continue yeah, yeah. the time like motherfucker that's a good oh shit moment yeah i love yeah. it and i feel <clears throat> like good bad and the ugly is just a series of cool oh shit <laughs> throughout the whole movie because it kind of is because yeah. like you're like oh man now he's fucking like oh he's gonna screw tuco out of this you know 
and then oh no shit now you know Clint right, Eastwood right. is gonna have to go through the desert like motherfucker <laughs> and there's just like a series of that and so I I'm a big fan of oh shit like oh shit and like this whole movie is just got me saying oh shit yeah yeah <laughs> so like just it, it makes me a little sad that you know in that moment you're like ah oh, i connected it <laughs> <laughs> which is the same base i mean it's the same shit but right it's just a different exclamation yeah it's fucking good though it's uh, i love it such a good movie yeah it's just a uh, it's a lot of fun crazy shenanigans going on did you think it felt like almost 3 hours uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, about, I don't think I was, uh, so caught up in it that I lost track of time, but, yeah. I don't know, it was, I didn't sit there like, oh man, is it still going? Like, how much longer we got? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's good, that's good. So, it, it played well, then. Yeah, it definitely played well, had good timing and pacing for, overall, the whole thing just was set up well and yeah lots of fun stuff happening right on yeah it's so it's so unique in terms of westerns for that time too because like i mean a three-hour western motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) i mean there are some that are long like that but they're not like there's i don't know what year how the west was the one that's such a shitty movie (laughs) it's like this uh it's like this star-studded ensemble cast of Uh, of uh little vignettes that show the various stages of of winning the west (laughs) but man it's such a shitty movie (laughs) like overall it's just bad but that's like i don't know a good three hours maybe more hmm so there's like big epic movies, but but in terms of of a movie with this kind of structure where it's not it's not an epic, but yeah. it is an epic. <laughs> like it's not. Yeah, it's Ten Commandments, but it has the same kind of a length. Where yeah, it, you know, yeah, it's like the shit these guys are doing isn't significant. It's right. not like changing the world or. Yeah, I mean, it's just a Western, they're after some gold, but yet this movie is almost three hours, right. and it doesn't, you know, I mean, it it doesn't get old, it's not boring, it's right, very right. enjoyable, and that is kind of a significant thing. Yeah, yeah, because it's always like going in a new direction, it's yeah. always finding some new angle for this to take. And... Yeah, and so like it's very influential in that way. Not that there's a sea of three hour (laughs) road (laughs) Westerns, but, um, yeah, there you go. It's a road trip movie. Yeah. I mean, essentially (laughs) they're on the the road to get the gold. Uh, Oh, that was a, that was one of the oh shit moments I loved was when they're they're riding in the the stagecoach and the army marches up. They're like, oh, they're wearing uh, gray. Yes, <laughs> like, we're fine. Yes. And then they like dust up, just covered in dust. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a very good one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. That's a good one. See, that's that's a good. You didn't see that one coming? No, I did not see that uh, one coming. There was one that I I kind of saw coming and kind of didn't see like I I both did and didn't see it coming at the same yeah. time, which is kind of weird. It was um uh, when Tuco is hanging Clint Eastwood, he's like got him like put on the noose. So I'm gonna shoot out the tape the stool. Oh, leg. yeah, yeah. And then like. Like, the whole time, you hear these cannons going off. I'm like, oh, that'd be funny if it just, like, landed right in front of them. <laughs> and I didn't think it would actually happen. I just yeah. thought, oh, that'd be funny if it right. just exploded. And then it did. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they did do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, that whole time, like, you're hearing cannons go off. And, like, right. and previously in the movie, too, or you're seeing, like, bombed out shells of buildings that right, are just right. busted up. And and so it was just like, oh, what that happens, like, right up there in the building? <laughs> and so the whole time I was thinking, are they actually going to, like, do that right in front of their faces? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, and then, then they, they did it. I'm like, oh, shit, they did. <laughs> yeah. That's a good oh, shit. That's a lot of them. I love it so good yeah I'm, I'm interested to see what you think of his next western he moved uh, Leone went to mm -hmm. America to make a western or, or I think he still made it in in Spain where he shot all these but but uh, American shot in English with American actors and okay primarily American actors and probably American money as opposed to Italian money. Um, that movie, Once Upon a Time in the West, mm. uh, is the next movie. Oof, that's... I, I've always said that that's my favorite of them. Okay. But watching them all again recently, you know, fairly recently, it's like, man, I don't know. Good, bad, and the ugly is pretty fucking good. And like for a few dollars more, is like fuck. That's a good one too. But uh, once upon a time in the West kind of brings back the idea of the the, the more of a revenge sort of a thing. Mm. It's a little bit more personal than than like this movie is just kind of a road movie. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of revenge going on. There but is, but it's, it's it's like it's not as yeah, deep seated. Not, yeah, it's not this. I've got to kill this motherfucker because right. there's this unforgivable crime that it's right, more just right. like this motherfucker. I'm yeah, gonna get, like I'm gonna get him back for that. It's like, more comedic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I love that line when towards the end he, they find that uh, like that note from Angel Eyes and it says dude. something idiots and he's like it's for you. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me. I love it. Yeah, and just all the ways they kept like turning it around and doing the same thing to it. like, right? Because Clint Eastwood just leaves him in the desert, and so he's like, "All right, you're gonna walk through the desert." Yeah, <laughs> and like, it was like forty miles or something with him, and then yeah, and then when when Clint Eastwood had to walk, it was like seventy miles. <laughs> it's like ah, motherfucker. I love it. Yeah, just stuff like that. Like, um, oh, like when he sneaks in the window to catch Clint Eastwood in, in behind, and then Clint Eastwood does right. the same thing. Right, back, <laughs> right. Then... I wonder, because I don't, I'd have to look, but there's a, a subgenre of spaghetti westerns that are comedic. And mm -hmm. I don't know when they started, but I, I, 
I wonder if this was like the spurred it on. kind of the, yeah. the the impetus because usually with with Italian stuff, there's something that's really popular and then they copy it. Mm. I don't know about nowadays, but like, I mean, maybe there's a whole sea of Italian superhero movies that <laughs> I don't know about, but I mean. They have theirs from the 60s. There's like an Italian Batman movie. Jeez. <laughs> there's all these all these kind of rip-off movies. There's like Italian First Blood rip-offs and Italian fucking Deer Hunters and Italian Apocalypse Nows and Italian fucking all kinds of shit. And so there had to have been a movie that introduced comedy to the Western, Spaghetti Western, and then they spun off and I, that would be funny if it was this one because yeah. I could see that. Because yeah, because there is just weird, funny moments in it yeah. that are just <clears throat> even if they're not like just laugh out loud, but it's just they're just funny. I don't know. They're <laughs> funny and they're good, and it's it's like editing. It's it, they're all well timed, and so it just they hit right, and they're perfect in terms of of. Uh, showing the the relationship between specifically Blondie and Tuco, right? How they like because when you first meet them, they're separate. You don't know that they're, they're together. Then you right, learn that they're right. together, and so traditionally that would become like, oh, they're friends. But you, I feel like even at that beginning, you kind of have this understanding that they're just working together. They're not really friendly because they're like arguing about the money. Yeah, yeah. And stuff, which is kind of a cliche thing. Maybe it was after this. I don't know, but it just seems, it seems like I never, obviously I've seen this before, but I mean, it's been so long. I don't remember any of the intricacies of it, but it seems like I never thought that they were friends ever. And I like that. And I like how they're just fucking with each other. <laughs> yeah, like the know? whole time is just because, uh... <clears throat> like, I I don't know. I feel like Tuco would kill Blondie, but like, Blondie he has a soft spot for him. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's he doesn't want to just leave him to die. He's like, yeah, just let him off the hook, <laughs> right? Which he which he does not do for uh, Lee Van Cleef. No, because uh, he's the bad guy. You yeah, know? that's. I was kind of thinking, of that, like, well, why, like, all this shit Tuco's done, and, and you're fine with him, but... Yeah, I don't like, know. Lee Van Cleef really didn't do much of anything to, to uh, Blondie there. No, know? he did not. He did a lot of shit, but not, like... Not directly to him, no. Yeah, it was it was all to other people. But, so I kind, of, I kind of feel like there is sort of a friendship with Blondie and Tuco, but... yeah kind of a weird friendship <laughs> it is it's like a weird relationship for sure yeah and he just uh does not have that with uh the lee van cleef guy no angel eyes i guess angel that's eyes <laughs> yeah well that's, they... some, that's something else that i noticed was a lot in this movie that i just don't have a place to put is all the religious reference yeah like angel eyes or there's the the church they're going to and two yeah. constantly like doing the sign of the cross oh and, that's true yeah um just there just seems to be a lot of 
reference to that to yeah. some, to some kind of religious aspect that I'm not quite sure what to place or what to think about that. Well, I mean Tuco his brother is the priest. So you right. have sort of the civil war sort of thing where the two sides of angel and demon or whatever, you know, the bandit and the priest. Right. And, and he's Yeah, he does kind of say like, that to his brother is like the only two ways you could right. live whether as a priest or a bandit. Like you had to pick one. Those were your options. Yeah, and so there's this divide between them like the civil war and literally yeah. with the river and the bridge and stuff. Yeah, there's there's definitely something to all that that I haven't really like got a, a coherent right. like, uh, interpretation of it all. Yeah. But well, it's, you know, humanity's not black and white. It's Right, right. It's, uh, you know, somewhere in the middle. And you have choices that you have to make to maybe you're bad. <laughs> maybe you're good. Maybe you're just ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I kind of I feel like there's something to that. But that what he's yeah, for sure. What he's saying there. But yeah, then you get that ending where he like he he shoots the the gun and the hat into the grave. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking like, badass. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like nah, it's, it's going in the grave. He's <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. That was actually just a good shit, oh shit moment when he just falls into the open grave. Yeah. Because like, I didn't even notice an open grave. I'm sure it must have been there that whole time. Like, yeah, oh, I imagine it was, yeah. But, like, you just don't notice it. And right. then he just falls right in. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I had noticed it before, it would have seemed really obvious. And Yeah. And But it was kind of hidden away. Maybe you just don't really... It's probably there in that wide shot, but I don't know because yeah, it's, it's so it wide. Yeah, it never focuses on it for sure. Oh, that'd like, be dumb. If yeah, it did. <laughs> like that's what I would expect from a modern movie. To <laughs> no just fucking like, wink, wink. Yeah, like that. That's what I would expect from a modern movie, and, yeah. and that's why it was an oh shit moment here. Is it doesn't do something dumb like that? It right. Just... No, it just it is what it is. It's it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well. That would be fucking awful. <laughs> that would, that'd just be like, oh, God, really? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Do you notice the music in this one? It's pretty prominent. It's pretty prominent, yeah. Had you heard the main theme song? Because it's very popular. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, definitely... Was it in the previous movies? I feel like it was in the previous ones. Nope. The main theme is the main theme for this movie okay. and this movie alone. Because there was similar music in the other one. There's right? certainly similar music. It's all done by Ennio Morricone. But, uh, no, that main theme. Ah, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah. That is the good, bad, and the ugly theme okay. song or whatever yeah. they call it. So, yeah, no, and it and it became part of, of culture from that moment yeah. forward. And yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that I've known for. Yes. Probably before I ever saw the movie, even back whenever the hell I saw it the first time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's it's, that's a ingrained cultural trait at this point. For sure, it's one of them things that you know. People, there, people there know. were a few. There was one point I forget where exactly where the editing just seemed weird 
the way it cut out just seemed wrong. Okay. And that might be due Maybe to what you're saying being yeah. not quite the the exact way it was cut for theatrical. But yeah, perhaps that's where some of those cuts were. Yeah, because there there was some point where the music just cut out. It just like I was like that was a really weird place to just oh uh, that. Yeah, I know what you're <clears> talking about. There was one part where it seemed like the the theme needed a couple more seconds to complete and it just cut yeah it just like suddenly it ended i was like wait yeah. what <laughs> like, or it right. should have cut like a few seconds earlier where it had ended a yeah, beat or yeah. something yeah it was just yeah that probably is related to to some of those edits because yeah once you if you're editing the picture you would have to you know like rescore it and like the like specifically i was watching nightbreed a couple times and specifically in the cabal cut the long cut it's like a fan edit basically mm. and all of the the old scenes had been rescored for the director's cut so that it flows as a complete mm. piece but yeah. in the cabal cut version they were not <laughs> and so like the music cuts were all over the place yeah. and you know i've done enough editing which is not much but i've done enough to know that like oh i could have edited this nightbreed cut much better than <laughs> than whoever did this because i at least would have smoothed some of these score beats out where it doesn't just cut out and stuff yeah but i guess you know for the sake of of, of you know just piecing everything together and not changing anything they just left it how it was but yeah so whoever did the edit, because this version that we watched was constructed from the new 4K scan, or the mm. old 4K scan. The 4K scan <laughs> was done of the Italian version, and then they recut this theatrical cut okay. Okay, that's out why of that. that. Happened, yeah. So they basically they said, okay, we have a 4K scan of the Italian version, right. and we want to have the U.S. edit, but we yeah. don't want to scan that at 4K. We can just right. we already have the footage, just cut it to what it was. Right, yeah. and okay. so for whatever reason, they whoever was doing the editing, I mean, I looked up the edits, and within I don't know the first. 30 seconds to a minute I learned that okay there was this edit and then on this DVD there was this edit and then they did this on this other Blu-ray and so like it was very clear like okay this is what the theatrical cut is so whoever was doing that it didn't take that amount of time <laughs> to just find out like what the actual edit was which seems odd but yeah. you never know with with licensing yeah. maybe they and they may have had some kind of like note of like this scene goes on for this long and yeah. just cut it from like a list rather than actually matching it. Perhaps. Somehow. I don't know. Perhaps. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, anyway, <laughs> it's a, it's a shame because they could have done done it nice and we could have gotten all the yeah. the, the versions and whatever. Oh well. We could have nerded out, but <laughs> Oh well. Anyway, I don't know. Do we got anything else? No, I think uh, I think that about covers it. 
Do you think that you're uh, any more inclined to like westerns after watching this or the previous ones together? You know, yeah, maybe, maybe if if this is what westerns are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but from uh, I've heard this was like at least at the time uh, kind of an anomaly and a change of course. So it is. <laughs> Yes, that's that's the interesting thing about you watching these first, <laughs> is that they are unique. Even among spaghetti westerns, they mm. are unique. And so, like I was saying before, like each of the previous Leone movies, like people copied them, and then they copied this movie. And then there's other movies that were also successful, like Django, and that was copied relentlessly as well. Like, those movies are all fun. All those fucking copies. If you're into westerns and spaghetti westerns specifically, they're all fun. Mm -hmm. But they aren't, you know, they're not like this. <laughs> Especially Good, Bad, and the Ugly, where it's just like this really weird, unique sort of storytelling and stuff. Like, they're yeah. just not that. <laughs> so it would be interesting to go back, maybe, and see other spaghetti westerns and or or even, like, I don't know. I feel like something like The Searchers is so fucking good that like I don't I don't know that you could watch that and be like, yeah, I don't know. Just a <laughs> shitty western." <laughs> Cuz it's so dope. Yeah, I mean I think with westerns and, and mysteries and stuff like I don't hate them. It's yeah. like I don't it's just I don't have any like driving interest to go and se seek them out and watch yeah. like it's nothing it's not like I go, oh westerns that's lame it's just not what i've ever tried to explore so yeah but after these you're not like put off of like oh fuck i'm never watching no more <laughs> westerns no. that's enough <laughs> you're i feel like you're a little bit more <clears throat> on board than you were before we started yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a this this these ones have been pretty awesome. So yeah, okay. Because yeah. there's, I mean, even within like spaghetti westerns, I mean, something something like Django is really good, and then that director Sergio Carpucci is fucking dope. Like his other movies are dope too, and they're not specifically like a Leone movie they're like a Corbucci movie and so like <laughs> The Great Silence is a really good one and and uh, fuck well, I it has a great name <laughs> it sure does yeah it's so that's a dope movie and so like there's there's not necessarily anything specifically like like a Leone movie but there are other flavors within spaghetti westerns that are equally enjoyable um, they're not you know like Especially at this time in America, they were very um, looked down upon. Mm. And so uh, this movie did, this movie and the Leone's previous movies did a little bit to sort of legitimize them in America. But even then it was like, well, those are the Clint Eastwood movies, you know, <laughs> those, those are something else. Right. They're not at the same level. Even the ones where it has... Because a lot of spaghetti westerns have, like, an American star. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, like, Burt Reynolds is in <laughs> Navajo Joe, the Corbucci movie that he made before 
he made before Django. It's really good, really fun movie. Anyway, it's just uh, it's kind of funny that uh, westerns become this huge genre that are yeah, just kind of like just thinking about like it's such a narrow focus to just have an entire genre set of like this small period of time and this one particular like that's a genre is yeah. things set in this specific yeah well, thing it's fucking... like oh it's become a whole genre it's just, it's just kind of weird to think of it like, like it's just so yeah. much has spun out of it and yeah they're i mean they're fucking dope <laughs> you got guns you got horses fucking stagecoaches and yeah you know like bags of money <laughs> what else do you need man you got it all there's just a lot you can do with them i still i i feel like they're popular because when they first began as a as a genre there were people who grew up in the time and so it was kind of a nostalgic look back at their past yeah because they were popular it's, since it's, the beginning of it, movies it actually kind of goes to uh what you were talking about with George Lucas like he grew up watching these old movies and then he made Star right. Wars yes. which itself is this massive influence yes. taking that legacy of what yes, was going yes. on into the, further into the future and so you just wind up with this right and that's legacy that's the kind of thing where J.J. Um, Abrams made the new Star Wars and this brand new one that just came out mm. and he made the first two new Star Trek movies and Super 8 and all of these movies that he's made and maybe all of the movies that he's made, but I haven't seen all of them, but those specifically are all like remix versions of old things. Mm -hmm. Super 8 is like all this, it's like E.T. and Close Encounters and all these Spielberg things kind of rolled up into one and Goonies a little bit because it's like kids on bikes and shit, <laughs> which is kind of E.T. though too. Yeah. And the Star Trek movies are kind of like these remix versions of old stories and the fucking the Star Wars movies are the same thing. But I don't think that he really understands what makes those movies good so that when he puts them in the blender, the movie comes out like maybe it's entertaining, but it's not like it's not good. Yeah, it's shitty yeah, it's <laughs> to me. Other people, whatever, because <clears throat> I know like, you know. I mean, I liked those fucking Star Trek movies. I don't give a fuck. They're fun. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think that they're good movies. <laughs> they're not, like, good. And especially the second one that, like, that takes Wrath of Khan and, like, reconfigures it. Yeah, and, yeah. like, the emotional moment at the end of, of Wrath of Khan is, like, a big deal for Spock and Kirk. And they do it again, but flip the characters in the new one. Right, right. And it's not the same. It doesn't hold the same weight. Like, it's still fun as, like, a fucking whatever movie. I've never tried to watch it again. I, maybe I wouldn't be able to watch it again. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. my point is, he doesn't understand. And that's the difference between him who makes remix movies and Tarantino who also makes remix movies, but he actually, I feel he totally understands the subjects that he's taking things from. He understands yeah. the context of everything. And so when he puts it together, whether I like it or not, it still works as a movie and it is like a well pieced together mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
<clears throat> as much as I don't like him, I still like have this obsession with him and I like him. <laughs> like I fucking think he's cool, but I also think like I want him to do better. <laughs> I don't know. But it's it's uh they but I had that realization a couple days ago, like Oh, they're like the same thing, but just a shitty version and a, a better version, you know? It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But just trading in nostalgia is sort of, I guess. It's the the thing now. Yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know, but maybe it always was. I mean. Yeah, at some level it definitely always is, but I think it's, I think they, I don't know that it was a specific goal before where like yeah where like george lucas is looking at it and goes oh this is really cool to do this kind of thing yeah like where now it's like oh hey scooby-doo is popular in the 80s let's reboot it (laughs) right like he liked these things growing up and he put all these things together i mean fucking star wars could be th- thought of as a mixtape of all this old shit because there's tons right. of of old movie <clears throat> things that he took and then like reconfigured into Star Wars. Um, I mean, any story could be <laughs> you. You could kind of break down to reference something else, but right. I feel like now nostalgia is like it's been weaponized yeah <laughs> where it's yeah, like think... they specifically are sitting down like how can we tap into these people's brains the best <laughs> you know and like jj abrams is is <clears throat> the you know number yeah. one offender where yeah it's, it's not so much any like it's it's now it's become a marketing thing instead of right it, it's become conscious that this is what sells so we're going to consciously try to make Right. This for sales purposes. Yes. Not at a corporate level. Yeah. As opposed to George Lucas's passion for these things. Yeah, that because he, he actually up. loved it yeah. and he wants to carry that on. Right. It's instead some dude in a suit who's just like, well, that'll make money. Do it. <laughs> right. And yeah, and so that's why, like, you know, Indiana Jones is the same thing. He he loved these fucking adventure serials, so George Lucas came up yeah. with these fucking stories and and. And then in the wake, you know, then they make <laughs> all these like shitty Indiana Jones knockoffs and Star Wars knockoffs, and you know, it's just the the business. I I just I wish passion and like art still. I don't know that it ever drove the business, but I feel like it was allowed to thrive where it's yeah. not so much now. Yeah, had more. Uh capacity to anywhere yeah i feel like that's kind of gone and that's part of like scorsese's argument with superhero movies is like they're just like that's all they're fucking making is these big budget movies like yeah you know like what the fuck (laughs) we need other things to stimulate our minds and creativity and i just don't like it's just it's corporate driven nostalgia yeah and that's a fucking no for me dog yeah it makes me distrust anything that's yeah. uh like related to past stuff yeah. like when, whenever something comes out it's just like oh that's just another nostalgia trip thing and yeah and that's like fucking almost everything now yeah it's nuts i i saw the other day that they're remaking home alone oh jeez and i don't know if you <laughs> i don't know if you watched home alone 
I fucking watched Home Alone a bunch when I was a little I've, kid. I've I saw it at least once as a little kid. I don't know if I saw it oh, more more than a couple. I definitely didn't see it a lot, oh, but I I do kind of remember it relatively well. I think, yeah. For, uh, well, it's I don't know that it holds up, but I fucking love it, and I don't give a fuck. But I looked, I thought, okay, it's supposed to. I think it's coming out, or it's about to start shooting in twenty twenty. It's like they just announced it or whatever and it's just like oh okay that makes sense the original movie came out in 1990 it's exactly 30 years <laughs> yeah that's, it's, that's about what it is it's like they're going on a list and it's just like yeah, okay yeah. what was fucking 1990s big hit yep let's remake that <laughs> pretty know? much that, it's that's nuts if it's 20 to 30 years maybe even a little more than that and then it's fair game for the it's, it's gonna be really weird when the 2000s become yeah, the nostalgia like, shit they keep remaking. Well, like, what is that even gonna be? Because it's all gonna be like remakes of shitty stuff from the 80s at that what? point, anyway. Yeah, it's like, gonna be what like, the that's that's kind of what I was thinking of, like with the Western genre being as big as it is, and like it's like you were mentioning, like it was this nostalgia trip for people who had actually lived in it, right. and then it became a nostalgia trip for the people who grew up with those movies, and then right, and like, then it's it kind of died out, though. Yeah. Like, it's still around now. They make westerns every once in a while. But, like, it's it's always just this sort of one-off here or there. It's never, you know, I would yeah, I mean, it's a genre, but it's... It's kind of fallen away now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they probably make, you know, at least two or three westerns a year for the last 20 or 30 years. But, like, I mean, the, the heyday, I mean, it was over bef- by the end of the 70s it, it, I mean if not before then yeah well, I, I'd kind of thought it was over until the like spaghetti westerns came and revitalized it and, no but, no they were still cranking out fucking John mm-hmm. Wayne's all through I mean John Wayne stagecoach is his first starring hit and that's 39 okay and like true grit is 68. And, okay, so and that's he even after w- this, then. And yeah. he was a fucking star making westerns and war movies and other things, like, that whole time. Yeah. And... Yeah, usually the only stuff I've seen of John Wayne is, like, these half-hour shorts from, like, that are black and white and, like, Lone Star shorts. Productions. And they're, like... <laughs> wow. Maybe they're, they're, they, they were, like... I think they're certainly before stagecoach like he's yeah. super young in them and yeah because there there are a lot of those that he's in that the 30s movies when he was just kind of not a big star but he was still in those movies and those yeah. might be like an hour or yeah i don't know maybe they're like an hour or something yeah I yeah they might be like a b movie yeah it's, it's it seems like that. short yeah yeah where it was like just the lead-in movie or just some yeah, short yeah. little productions on and no, he's, I've seen those occasionally, just on like late night TV. Just yeah, okay. It'll just be this super fucking blurry picture, shit, like <laughs> shitty quality picture. <laughs> well, that's not the mo- that's just a bad master, you know. Right, right. You know, find but, those negatives. It fucking looks great. It's probably the negatives are gone, but yeah, but yeah, just that's that's usually like that, that's probably like the biggest touchstone I have to uh, westerns. Or these, oh man, these sad little <laughs> just low budget as faded sort of things. Yeah, just uh, but those aren't very good though. A lot of those, right? And yeah. you know that kind of stuff is normally what I think of as oh, that's a western. That's, that's 
not really that amazing to me. No. Oh, man, there's all kinds <laughs> of that stuff. That's not the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's not that. <laughs> no, it's not. No. No, it's, but it's, yeah, well, yeah, there's a bit, a, a large bridge between <laughs> between those two, or a large gap. Yeah, like, like that's what I was thinking of when I was thinking of, like, just how big this genre is for such a narrow concept. Yeah, it's essentially um. just a guy with guns <laughs> shooting other guys with guns. You know? Yeah, and, and the, it's like this little <laughs> tiny thing, and yet it is, it's this whole broad sweeping right. genre that covers all sorts of stuff and yeah and all i mean all over the world it's fucking a, yeah like italians are making westerns and <laughs> you know there's uh just i mean you can like a lot of uh like samurai movies are essentially westerns right too. there's I like mean, a big connection you know, there of like even a, it's the same kind of a thing and a lot of Shaw Brothers movies are, I mean, you could remake them as Westerns. And, right, right. You know, like, they're all kind of yeah, that's where you similar get a, enough, you know. That's where you get a weird thing, like, uh, fantasy and sci-fi can kind of be this way, too, where there are genres by setting, not by story. Yeah. So you could have a sci-fi romance, you could have a sci-fi musical like whatever right, like it's right, it's not right. what it's about that defines that genre yeah the same with like westerns and stuff it's like it's a specific setting defines it rather than right what you're doing within that setting yeah but even like because like uh star trek the first star trek show is essentially a western in space because mm, right, the, right. because the the studio was like westerns are what's popular we don't we don't do no fucking space shit you gotta add some more like fist fights and shit so there's that's why like in every episode of the original star trek there's like a fucking fist fight some kind of brawl <laughs> breaks out and you know there's like gunfights and shit i mean it's you know, essentially I can, a western i can kind of see that like kirk being like that yes. clint eastwood kind of character yeah. john wayne kind of character yeah very like much so yeah. I hadn't really thought of it in that term, but like yeah. you can definitely see him as that, the John Wayne of the Star Trek. Yes, <laughs> totally. And that's why, like, that one is the way it is because of, like, that's how Gene Roddenberry had to make it. But Next Generation is more closer to, like, his original vision of mm. of where it's not all <laughs> fist fights. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, there's sometimes they are fighting, but a lot of times they're solving things through a variety of means <laughs> not right. just their fists <laughs> yeah there's a... but yeah it's it's interesting i mean that's what was popular at the time the hmm. tv was filled with western shows gunsmoke fucking rifleman i mean there's just a shitload of them and movies it was super popular i mean like i said all the way probably until the end of the 70s i mean even then there's because clint eastwood was making westerns all the way through his whole career hmm. up until uh unforgiven i think might be his last western i don't know that's the 90 i mean that's not even that new that's like 92 hmm. Oof, that's a good movie <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's just so much to explore with westerns. I don't. I don't know if you'd like them all, but 
There's some good ones. Fuck. Oof. I like them. I like westerns though. So <laughs> I just get excited thinking about them. Like well, I was talking about Corbucci, and it's like, oh man, I fucking love those movies. <laughs> Django and Great Silence. God damn, they're fucking good. Navajo Joe. Oof. What's that other one? It's like uh, Campaneros. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one too. Compañeros. I love it. Yeah, Corbucci's awesome. Um, well, I don't know. Yeah, we've uh, gone off on enough tangents, I think. For uh, we have. We have. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Arrivederci. <laughs> <laughs> See you.